Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Blue Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joining everyone, Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And we have another special guest appearance by Dom. Man, it's the early morning session. I'm here. Let's get it. (laughs) Yes, sir. Let's get it. We're going to start with the first game. Just going to go in order here. Um, Sunday, we had the Bucks playing the Celtics. That man Giannis went crazy. Um, the Bucks ended up just really just controlling the most of the entire game. I believe there was a stand the Celtics only made 10 shots from 10 two pointers. They ended up shooting the most threes they did all season as the Bucks took game one on the road, 101 89. Uh, Tatum struggling, six of 18 from the field. Jalen Brown for 13. Marcus Smart had an injury, um, hurting his right shoulder, but he ended up playing the rest of the game. He was three of 11. There's no one really shot well for them. Again, as we know, um, no, you know, Chris Middleton, but Drew Holiday stepped up with 25 and Giannis 24, 12, and 12. Um, Dom, what did you see out of this game from the Bucs and your uh, Celtics who you picked to win the series? Hey, what I saw is that my pick was incorrect. And the Celtics going to win the series. I mean, the Bucks going to win the series. Um, yeah, I mean, they just weren't able to get into the paint, which is where they get a lot of their scoring because Tatum and, and Jason at their core are slashers and like mid range specialists more so. You know, uh, you know, Tatum got, was getting comparisons to Paul Pierce as a more athletic Paul Pierce that could shoot threes a little better, stuff like that. So, um, you know, but at his core, he's a mid-range and and, and a slasher, but he just wasn't able to get to the paint. And uh, same with Jalen. He has a similar style, which is, you know, slashing mid-ranges. So they just weren't able to do a whole lot. I mean, the, the at that point, they, you know, they were relying on Al a little too heavy to make a lot of shots. Um, they were relying on Peyton Pritchard. But even when he's out there, then, you know, obviously you relinquish a little bit of the defense because he's like one of the few people that can't defend. But I mean, at the it was going to come down to now is making jump shots. And if if um and if Boston came because the defense was there, honestly, it was the offense that was the problem. But there's going to have to rely on making jump shots. And if the jump shots don't fall, then, you know, uh Boston just not gonna have a, a real chance. I'll it's it's looking right now, based off what I saw from the first game, it's looking like Bucks and five. Bucks and five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Dom flip flops again. I don't blame you for this one. It looked real bad. I don't know about Bucks and five. I'd say six. But it did look real bad. Um Darnell, what were your thoughts? Well, it looks like uh, Milwaukee decided to go. Well, I don't think they really had a choice, but they decided to go with this super big lineup, going with Bobby Portis at the three with Brooke Lopez and Giannis in the front court. And, well, I don't know who's really starting at a three or four. It really doesn't I think matter. Giannis was the three. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But just having all that length defensively, it's a lot different than having Kevin Durant Bruce Brown and either Andre Drummond or Nicholas Claxton, like the just the the awareness defensively 
You got three blocks from Lopez, two from Giannis, and that's all you really needed. Like, that deterred them enough. Like you said in the opening, 10 field goals in two-point range was, was the lowest in their playoff history of the Boston Celtics. They shot – I think they missed. Let's see here. The Boston Celtics missed. It was a lot. It took a lot of threes. It took like 50 threes. Oh, yeah, they missed 32 threes. They missed 32 threes. Like, it's so it's, – it's just so many stats that you can go to and just say – like, man, it's going to be a struggle for Boston in this series. I, I picked the Milwaukee to win. I wasn't convinced it would be this. I don't want to say it was in dominant fashion, but I don't think it was, the game was ever in question. And I don't think Giannis played up to his peak ability. So it's going to be tough. And Drew, but I think Drew played amazing in his limited minutes. Well, not, I would say limited minutes, but in his. He didn't score particularly great from the field, only scoring 40%, but he still he got, got you 25 and 10. Like, he he, yeah, he got to the line. He made his threes. He gave you good defense. That's all you really can ask for. Bullied, bullied Al one time. I was like, damn, he was bullying Al and he bullied Robert one time. I was like, damn, Drew. I, I knew you were strong with G's. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, what we're seeing is what it looks like is one of the top five players of all time. And the Celtics just in the way again. This is what it is. Man, Giannis has just controlled the whole game and he shot nine to 25. I don't know what the fuck you do with that. He's going to control the whole game on defense. But you know what I mean? Still not shoot well or not shoot great i should say he had a couple of middies they were big but you, you get the point dude just yeah the whole game under control it was another, another thing i noticed too was how many times the celtics turned the ball over like here comes the whole point of them have bringing in a point guard like those a lot of the issues that you had with boston is arising because they're playing against a competition that's going to make you play with one yeah so there you have 18 turnovers one another biggest differences in the game yeah see i was looking i was like hey milwaukee ain't really milwaukee had a first round bye so so i mean i thought maybe some of their issues would arise too but <laughs> clearly not not that game <laughs> at least nah, man, milwaukee man. had the first round bye first round buys in the playoffs <laughs> So. I would say that the Nets might have been the first round by. I don't know why we keep just ignoring this guy. I think the thing about that series is I think it was a combined 17 points that the Celtics won. So it's not like they was blowing them out the entire series. It was it was barely beating them, whereas Milwaukee was blowing out Chicago. Like after they won the one game and Middleton got hurt, then they beat them by like 30. <laughs> both times. I'm just saying, man, and that's what I'll say. But hey, moving on. They did. True. True indeed. Where are else at? Um, playing no defense. But anyway, moving on. Um, the Warriors played the Grizzlies in game two. A lot coming out of this one. Had Draymond Green getting ejected. I don't know. I didn't agree with all of that. Um, 
but hey, it happened. He slapped Brandon Clark in the face and then dragged him down, kind of. Um, but it didn't matter as the Warriors ended up winning the game behind Jordan Poole, 31, eight rebounds, nine assists. Steph had 24 as well. Clay hit the late three to give him the lead, and even though he missed two free throws, ended up being the clutch one who hit the shots. And Ja tried with 34, 10 assists, nine rebounds, but missed the last second layup. Jaron Jackson had the best game of his postseason career, 33 and 10, but it still was not enough. Darnell, what were your thoughts on this game in this series as the Warriors take a 1 0 lead? Yeah, I think it was interesting that um, we were talking about like defensively how, how they would match up against Ja. And we said that the Warriors were going to match him up with Gary Payton. I didn't think that meant that Gary Payton was going to start. That was a surprise. Mm-hmm. But, like, he plays some solid defense. And Jordan Poole off the bench, he's been coming off the bench and into the starting lineup all series, or not all series, but all season. So it's something that he can he's adjusted to. So it's not that much of a big difference for him. I think bringing somebody like Clay off the bench would be, you just never know, like how that affect him. So I don't know if it's the right time to bench Clay, or who you would bench for Pool. But I think having Steph come off the bench last series pretty much paved the way for Pool to come off the bench for the rest of the playoffs, if that's how they decide to go. But for the Grizzlies. They their their strategy was to dare Ja to shoot. They Ja took eleven threes. That's a I mean, little the Warriors. Bit. Yeah, that's what I mean. The Warriors uh, baited Ja into shooting eleven threes. That's pretty much their strategy. Um, Ja's not the best three point shooter, as we know. He did take thirty one shots. Fourteen went in. That's pretty decent, almost at fifty percent. And he had thirty four and ten. But he missed the big, the biggest jump shot or the biggest layup of the night, left-hand scoop layup that could have won a game at the end. Really good effort from Jaron Jackson with once uh, Draymond got into or ejected and Golden State pulled it out. Dom, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, this I think this game is going to be – I think this – I mean, this series is going to be, you know – a tough series for sure. Um, you know, Golden State quite can't quite handle the athleticism the way that like Minnesota could, even though Minnesota was just so bad down the stretch. But you know, they there's they just were a smarter team. But in all reality, Memphis should have won the game. Like and, and truthfully, if Clay goes out there and misses two free throws, and then you know. The, the game is dependent on the jaw drive of doom that has won them a bunch of games, you know, a bunch of close contested games and stuff. But like you were saying, it's not as much that they were daring jaw to shoot, that they were basically like anybody else, but Bain can shoot. They didn't want Bain to get hot. You see, you look at, you look at everybody that shot. Jaron took nine. Um, Brooks took eight. Um, who else? DeAnthony took six everybody else took more than than bane they did not want to let bane get hot because they knew that if bane got hot he's the one that you know he's the one that w- that could harm them the most so they they kept him from they they ran him off the three-point line didn't really let him shoot 
And, um, you know, Jer- you know, Ja had a good game. Jaron had a really good game. He's not yeah. that good of a three-point shooter. He went six of nine, a 33, 10, you know, didn't foul out. He only had three fouls. So he, <laughs> <told me. laughs> he was he was as good as he's going to be. But, I mean, you know, it was just they, they game planned around it. Their game plan should have lost in the game, but mm-hmm. they wound up winning. So, <laughs> but this this is definitely going to be a, a fun series. I think I said Warriors in six. I think y'all said in five, but we'll see how it goes. Do you guys? I, I think I had Warriors in six. I thought. I'm pretty sure I didn't have them in five. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I thought somebody said five. He's trying to project his wrong predictions on us. Darnell, um, what uh, did you think Draymond should have been should have been should have been ejected? Absolutely. Only because it's Draymond. Like that's just way it was just overboard. Like it was so extra. You slapped him in the face, then you grabbed his jersey, slammed him down. Like if you watch it in real time, after he slapped him, like it just was unnecessary. And it fit it fit the rule about a T. So he just was unfortunate in that in that scenario. But yeah, he should have got ejected. Flagrant too. Dom, what did you think? Uh, eh, I don't I don't really like, you know, ejections in the in the, in the playoffs like that, but I mean it is what it is. That's my opinion. That was my thought. I just didn't I don't like ejections in general. Um but uh to me I think it's huge that they still lost the game. I think that I think that loss in the series for real. Can't lose that game. Yeah, you can't lose that game. Oh, they should they should have won. And One then the worst played. part, he got blocked by he got blocked by Clay and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. One thing to mention though, I know we gave, you know, the Timberwolves a lot of shit for, you know, choking everything like that. The Warriors did have a ten point lead in the fourth quarter, and that shit ended up being a one point game. So it might be something to be said for the Grizzlies just coming from behind. Not just the Timberwolves collapsing, yeah. um, but I mean nobody, nobody was taking them the mass shots though that D'Angelo was taking. So nope, they were just missing open threes. But eventually, one of them was going to go in, and you yeah. saw eight for twenty, Clay six of nineteen, and they stole it up one seventeen. I don't really know what you do with this Warriors team, but hey, we will see. We we I think. I think we're setting up for a monster match in the West. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's get this over with. The Heat beat the Sixers 106-92. No Joel Embiid. Thanks, Doc. Tobias, man, he snapped. 27 points out there. Um, Harden played I, 16-9. Maxi with 19. Um, the whole issue was they played DeAndre Jordan for 17 minutes, and he was on minus 22. Saw a tweet saying we were one Joel, away, one Joel Embiid away from being in competition in this one. Um, Bam, 24 and 12, and Tyler Hero, 25. Um, Dom, what was your thoughts on this? I was just looking, and I was like, damn, Tobias had the best game of his career. He was a minus 25. <laughs> it was his fault, DeAndre. Trust me, I watched. I'm, I'm not even saying it was Tobias' fault. I'm saying 
Because 27 really doesn't matter, huh? <laughs> Shout out George Niang for um, being George Niang. No, nah, but I mean, everybody knew that without Joel, this team had no chance. Anybody who still believes in James Harden is foolish. Um, Tyrese Maxey was only going to be able to do so much. Um, when you know, um, it, it's it's like it's it's the Joel's value over replacement player is so it's so crazy because his replacement player is DeAndre Jordan. So you go from <laughs> you go from a, a top three, whatever you put him, uh, center in the league, top two, top three, whatever you say, and then you go to um, the worst center in the league probably the worst player in the league at this point. <laughs> and you feel me? They just didn't have the, they just didn't have the big support at this time. And if you look, Bam is the one who ate the most. Bam was a plus 26. I mean, Max Struess was a plus 27. But then he didn't even do nothing, like, offensively. But, you know, Bam was a plus 26. Bam was 24, 12, 4, 8 for 10. He don't shoot 8 for 10. He not 80%. Fucking shooter, eight for eight from the free throw line. He was getting hacked and getting to the line. Now he not gonna do all that when Embiid's out there. <laughs> so, you know I me, mean? um, it just it just utilized Bam to being good. And like we were saying, um, Tyler, you know him coming off the bench, he he gives them a dynamic that you know Toronto didn't have in the previous series. He gives them somebody off the bench. That or somebody in general that can just score the ball. And, you know, he came out there, he dropped 25 on him and was extremely efficient in it. So, yeah, I mean, if for – and B is not playing either of these two games. They're going to lose both games. I don't know when he's back, but so, I mean, every game that B doesn't play is going to be a loss. So, maybe he was the MVP. Fuck it. <laughs> Darnell, what are your thoughts? I think that um, this game doesn't really require that much breakdown. Embiid wasn't playing. James Harden wasn't great. And, like, the Miami Heat played a typical Miami Heat basketball game. Like, they kept it low scoring for the most part, 106-92. And held their opponent opponent under 100, which they formulate – or they 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 typically seem to do. And for the Sixers, they got a good great game out of Tobias. Didn't really matter because you're missing your best player. Like in the series, in a game where you're already an underdog. Like so really behind the eight ball. So so is is it does this improve? Does this show that MB really might have been the MVP? Well, not really. How bad they look without him. Man, Giannis is the MVP. Stop the nonsense, please. I'm just saying they look real sad without him beat. They had a lead at halftime. The, the, they had a lead in the third quarter. Bro, Doc Rivers played down to Jordan 17 minutes. He's a minus 22. Just play Paul Millsap at this point. Paul Millsap going to do? Not be a minus 22. Six minutes. Are you sure? 22. Yes. Okay. Yes. Six minutes minus one, I'll take it. <laughs> I think Doc was kind of – Doc was, like, actually 
doing a decent coaching job. He was mixing in a low zone, trying his best to the mess up. Is, honestly, the problem was Paul Reed got in foul trouble. That's the real issue. Yeah. But, hey, like you said, doesn't need too much analysis. They lost me $80, and they're about to lose in the second round of five. So, thanks. Thanks for that. Um, I expect him to be to get hurt, but. I don't know why. <laughs> That's a good one. point. That's a great point. Fuck. Um, but, hey, let's get to it. Suns mass. The Suns end up winning 121 to 114. Um, in this game, man, Luca was amazing. 45 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Could say one of the best playoff games in his life, and it just doesn't matter. The Suns are just better than them. Um, on the Suns end, DeAndre Ayton, 25 and 8. Booker, 23, 9-8 from him. Everybody, Cam Johnson, 17. Chris Paul, 19, and it was just the whole show there. They shot 50% from the field. Um, Dom, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, My thought is that Dallas was not able to guard a damn thing. That's what what you feel me. That's what lost. The offense was fine. The offense was actually way better than it should have been because <laughs> everybody was hitting threes and Lucas still did his thing, but they just couldn't stop anybody. As you see, everybody was basically had an efficient, uh, uh, had an efficient double digits. Booker, Booker wasn't quite as efficient, but shit, he was still doing his thing out there. Um, they, they, they're not really good. At, they're not great at guarding bigs in general. And then, like, off bigs that have any sort of offense. So, <laughs> feel me? Wait, they could, huh? Bigs that aren't Rudy Gobert, yeah. Yeah, so they could scheme a little bit better against Rudy. But we got somebody like Aiden that can hit a mid-range shot. And obviously, he can do more. He, you know, he got fadeaway. Like, he got moves. He got real offensive skill. But, you feel me? They just couldn't guard anything. So, they, I remember at half. They were shooting uh, 64%. They wound up only shooting 50% from the field. Um, but, you know, a half – it was just a 10-point game for most of the game, and it took every three. It's not like they were making mid-ranges and keeping the set. It took every three that they could possibly make to keep it a 10-point game. Um, I think, you know, I don't think they're going to play like this the entire series. I – I think it'll be interesting when they go back to Dallas. I really do. I think Phoenix will take these. I want to see how, you know, the role players play when they go to Dallas. But I don't know. I, I did see a lot from, from Dallas. I saw, you know, how good they could be. So offensively, at least, they just need Phoenix to miss a shot every now and again. <laughs> so if, if Phoenix just don't miss shots, then. You know, I don't see much happening. But as long as they can get, as long as they can get a few stops, because on top of it, they can't really get stops and they can't really get rebounds. So they they were getting rebounds a little bit, but you could just tell that it, it took a little bit of effort for them to get them rebounds. So it's my take. At least you didn't hop off the bandwagon. I was waiting for it. Oh no, no, I. I this one, this one, I'll, I'll, because Luca and them can still do what they do. 
So I don't completely think that this that this one's over. I just watched the Boston one. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was Jason and Jalen just not calling me any damn thing, huh? <laughs> Darnell, what were your thoughts? Yeah, this game, the Suns got up by as much as 21. DeAndre Aiden was pretty dominant. He had 25, I believe, like you said. Yeah. 25 points for for um, DeAndre Aiden. He had eight rebounds, and he didn't score in the fourth quarter. They lost the fourth quarter by 10 points. Lucas, Lucas Mavs tried to make a run at the end, but it just wasn't enough. And I'm, I picked Phoenix to win the series, and I didn't expect Luka to have, like, his great game in the opening game. And I'm worried that he wasted one of his great performances in a blowout loss. Well, not a blowout loss, but which was a blowout at one point in time. So when if if Dallas is not going to have anybody that's going to deter them and, like, they're going to have six close to seven double-digit scorers, like, it's going to be hard to defend them that way. I mean, we've seen Luka in the past be be able to – in playoffs, you know, be able to have multiple games in a row where he scored like 40, 30. I think he has one of the highest, like, career highs or playoff career high. Uh, uh not career highs, but his one, yeah, playoff averages. But what he needs is for somebody else to step up. And you feel me? It, it's going to have to be Jalen. And the way that he was looking in, um, in, against Utah, obviously. Utah is a bit more – Utah is way more deficient in perimeter defense yep. because, um, you know, Crowder can strap up. Bridges can obviously strap up. Um, um, Cam Booker, Johnson. Booker. Well, Cam Johnson, not a great defender. Luke was kind of, was kind of searching for him. He's just – Cam he's is like – he's tall, long, and, like, he's just another dude you can throw out there. Like, it's only so many dudes that Utah got. Yeah, I mean – Unless it's like Cam or Payne, who's short, and then like everybody else could just play defense. So, whereas in Utah, they have one defender, and once you take him out the paint, they have zero defenders. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be a little tougher for Brunson, but he has to give. He has to be better in order for them to win a game. Hey, man, y'all know where I'm going with this. Hey, much to say here. You either, you know what I mean? You're either with us or you against us, baby. With <laughs> us. Us. What you want? He want the sun. He want the Suns yeah. to win the ring at this point. The eight and show, baby. He want the Suns nah. to win the ring. Nah, Giannis going to get the ring. I just want Aiden to get his respect. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the nonsense. That's the whole difference. That's the whole difference out there. I got a crush on eight. One dude, one dude had one dude had eight. One dude had eight. Got a crush on that man, bro. Yo, he's a goon. Best son in the league. Other than honest. Other than honest. Other than honest. Give me eight. All right, I got a question though. So, if Chris Paul and Devin Booker aren't there, right? Where where does the team go with Aiden alone? What kind of wild ass question is that? You just gonna give him no players? 
Uh, 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 maybe the fucking two the top two MVP candidates had to do that. Well, I outside the least some replacement players to give you an actual answer. Huh? Gotta give me at least a replacement. All right, what Bones Highland and Aaron Gordon. What's DeAndre Ayton doing with that? Five five seed. Oh my god. Winning two in the playoffs, <laughs> not one. Darnell, do you do you agree with this? No, obviously not. The craziest thing is I don't give a fuck if you all agree. <laughs> so DeAndre Ayton with, with, with Bones Highland and, and Aaron Gordon is taking them to the five seed. Bro, we really still talking about this dude that Ayton got out with, got the broom out for and outplayed him every game. Outplayed him every game. All right, all right, all right. All right, if it's just, if it's just him, him. Right in his face. If it's just him, Maxi, and Tobias, what does he do? And Maxi Tobias? Yeah. I get, you got to give me Seth and Andre. Just going, give me Seth and Andre. Huh? He's not going to give me Seth and Andre. Which one are you giving me? Got to give me one of the two. He's All right, you, you can have them. You can have Seth and Andre as well. Cool. We're going to do great until we until we trade for James Harden. And I got no answer. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That's not a perfect answer for real. <laughs> yo, yo, what is with the eight? And I just don't understand, man. Don't get All it. Right. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Is it? He's just not gonna get that respect. I understand. I understand. You gotta just win it. That's it. Getting there doesn't matter. I'm curious. I really am curious. I, I really do want to know, like, if you replace him on Miami, if you like switch him and Bam, how much, like, how much does the team change? Do they become a much better team? Do they still stay the same team? I mean, they were the one seed, but like, him on Miami would be interesting, like replacing him versus Bam. I mean, he, he could do all the things Bam could do. He's just bigger. Yeah. I don't know if he got the passing of Bam. I know Bam. Bam's a decent passer. Bam's a good passer. I give you that. Bam is a better passer, but Aiden's a pretty good passer. Yeah, he didn't do it this game because he didn't really have to. He was <laughs> yeah, like like Bam, like Bam will bring the ball up the court and like dribble a little bit. Like he 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 plays kind. He has guard ish skills. I'm not even saying Bam's better. I'm just saying that I wonder how the dynamic would be. Yeah. Aiden, It'll be in interesting. Last year, Aiden last series was getting about three or four assists. Give an example. Again, not Bam will get you like seven to eight. So Bam is definitely a better passer. But yeah, you know I'm saying they they yep. both shoot middies pretty well. Give me Aiden. yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for listening, man, to the DeAndre Aiden podcast. That's my guy, man. So everyone laughed at me, called me crazy last year. The I whole, didn't say it was crazy, but the whole just... whole thing. <laughs> all right. So Demetrius' player of life is DeAndre Ayton. Hey man, no one else gonna talk about him. Actually, you know what? I can I can actually calm down a little bit because Shaq and Chuck see it. That's all I needed. Hey man, validation right there. Yeah, I will always say. Of NBA history, like yeah, this eight, but 
I will always say that. I called it first though when 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 they missed the playoffs. Yo, look like, at this guy. Bro. I was like, give him a. But am I lying? Am I lying though? I always said that last year when we were talking about, oh, Phoenix is so great. I was like, bro, they were gonna be great. They missed Aiden for a month it's and barely and barely missed the playoffs. Give them Aiden for the whole season, and they were gonna make the playoffs, and then. People like this dumb character, man. How I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just not this Aiden super fan boy. <laughs> like, but I, I know Aiden value. Got here, got here. I'm not the Aiden oh, super fan. I don't have, I don't have his, I don't have his uh, fucking picture in my room. No, I said, I said it worked. I said, it, I said it's Luca versus Aiden, bro, and they, I got laughed at. You know, Darnell. You know, he got Aiden poster in his room. That's a good idea. Hey man, thanks for the <laughs> hey man, thanks for joining, man. Hopefully, you guys enjoy. Um, for Dom and Darnell, this was Demetrius, and uh hope you guys have a good one. Later. Triple D's deuces.